Come on, everybody. Here we go. Up to Neverland. Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where we interview Disney content creators and product producers. We share Disney stories and strategies for how to grow your Disney hobby or business. Here's your host, Brendan Wright. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. With us today is someone I'm so excited to chat with, someone who has grown so quickly in the Disney community, shares so much joy, so much passion for the parks, um, and actually we've had some listeners reach out to me and say, you need to interview this person, so I'm happy to make it happen. So Maria Papadakis, who you probably know better as Mini Maria Mouse on Instagram, is joining us today. So Maria, Thank you so much for joining us and giving us your time. For someone who's not as familiar with you, if you can go ahead and introduce yourself and tell a little bit about your page. Oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, Nothing makes me happier than when people yell at me from across the way in the parks and go, Minnie Maria Mouse, Um, because she's my spirit animal in some ways. Uh, And I started this page because I didn't have a place to – uh, meet other people like me. Uh, I work in television, and often it was frowned upon when I would post all of my Disney fanatic, excited stories, or people didn't always, uh, per se, jump on it at work, and they would tell me, oh, you got to tone it down. Well, I wanted a place where I didn't have to tone it down. I was in Disney heaven, and there's nothing more Disney heaven than Disney Graham, as I call it. And I got to find other people like-minded like me, uh, but also a place where I could share tips and tricks because realistically, I've been to Disney almost over 150 times at least. Uh, it's probably a lowball number even. And I still haven't seen everything. And I still haven't gotten to do things that others have. And by sharing tips and tricks, I've gotten to see so much more of not just the parks, but the resorts. Um, even Disney magic outside. Uh, and also it was a place where I found I could actually have Disney magic 24-7 outside of Orlando or outside of California and continue having fun in a Disney way, even in my own home, which didn't even dawn on me until I discovered the Disney community online. And uh, in a you know fun turn of events, just I think from me uh, finding so many great stories of others and meeting other people, my my account grew quite quickly. I've only had my account for less than a year. It'll be a year in uh, end of January. And my my passion for hearing other people's Disney stories and basically living their vacations through them almost or their adventures through them uh, is, you can tell, is infectious. I, I comment all the time. People will tease that I write them the longest comments, but I do. And if you go onto my page, you'll notice that I reply to every comment. So when you look at it, you're like, wow, there's 300 comments. But I comment back because for me, I get to actually experience uh, their Disney memories with them. And what a greater adventure than to have double the Disney, you know, through my Disney Graham friends. I don't even really like calling them followers. I consider them friends. Mm-hmm. That's great. And something that's been an experience for me is that before I started the podcast and jumped into the Disney community as a contributor instead of just a consumer was that I thought, you know, that I had reached the pinnacle of how much I could love Disney and love the parks. But once I get into the community and like you said, you get that 24 hour magic, it seems that, you know, every day is just amplified and snowballs on itself. And, and now it's just, you know, consuming as much Disney content as possible. Uh, and especially Instagram is such a haven for the Disney community that there's always people sharing their experiences, sharing their thoughts on the parks. Uh, and, you know, I'm just curious if you felt kind of that similar uh, aspect of it. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's infectious, the excitement. That everybody has. I've never uh, seen an Instagram, uh, I would say, let's, let's call it a hashtag or an Instagram community where you wake up and you look at something and you smile. It makes you happy. You're positive. It's brightening. Um, you know, if you were to go look at a, a music video, that might not make your day. Whereas when you go see somebody else's story of their Disney memory or their Disney adventure or them doing something Disney related, you're excited about it. 
so what a great uh, a great place to be a part of because uh, there's not many ways on the internet nowadays to actually find positivity and get a smile on your face just by interacting with others or seeing their content. Um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, for me, I didn't know uh, about Disney bounding um, until Disney Graham. I've always uh, dressed kind of fun in the parks, as you can tell from my page. One of the, I guess, things people always notice is the crazy outfits I put together. Um, but for me, that was always fun, but I didn't know there was a group that kind of did this as a whole other world uh, that they're passionate about. And it's become so mainstream that now, I mean, we even see it in Vogue uh, magazine and more. Um, it's amazing. But it's another way to be excited 24-7, another way to express yourself, another way to get immersed in the culture. Um, and then there's also even things like from the collectibles that you see people have um, to people's uh, drawings, their photography skills. So there's so many different aspects to see how people uh, emit their way of loving Disney that there's never a chance to be bored. And I am definitely way more Disney addicted now, even more so than I was a year ago, which I didn't even think was possible. But it really does get you so, so excited. Uh, you know, even just opening up that Instagram and go, oh, what, what cool things am I going to see today? And of course, it keeps you up to date with news that you wouldn't have otherwise known and things of that sort. Um, and there's so much going on right now with Disney with all the changes, um, new characters coming over to, you know, Mickey's 90th birthday to Star Wars, Land Coming and more. I mean, it's every moment I feel like I'm learning something new and uh, almost hourly at the rate we're going with the Disney Graham community. And it's also great how it's global. That's one of my favorite things. I have a giant following from Germany and uh, actually a fellow Minnie Mouse or Lady Minnie Mouse is one of my best friends. And who would have thought that I would have the opportunity to become best friends with somebody from another country just because of our shared love of Disney. And I think Disney always brought people together, but now we almost get to have an opportunity of a pen pal uh, relationship through, you know, Instagram in a way and get to know people and their versions of Disney and their culture and their country. So I could go on and on about all the different neat ways we get to see Disney through the Disney Graham community. And I've been so blessed to get to hear other people's stories. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I work in television and part of my job as a journalist is to get to hear other people's stories. And this has kind of been an extension of that in a lot of ways where I get to hear how other people have lived their Disney dream. Uh, I would say one of my favorite memories ever um, in Disney uh, was actually getting to uh, interview Richard Girth. I don't know if you remember, he's uh, he was the um, greeter at the Grand Floridian, and he had been there for decades. And he had so much history from his time seeing all the different changes and the people come through those doors. And I would always ask him, not for a photo, but actually if I could interview him. So every time I would see him, he knew me. He was like, Maria's here. <laughs> and I would ask him questions. And I would videotape it because he had – it was like a historian telling me the database of changes and beauty that has evolved over decades at Disney. And he always used to joke, he goes, you don't want a picture? I go, of course I want a picture. But I want a picture of you, and I want to hear your story. And I'm so glad I did that because when he passed away recently – um, a lot of people knew him just as the greeter and didn't know all the other backstory to him. And I was able to send it actually to his family, and I posted some of it on my page as well. But, again, it just goes to show how how much you may not know about Disney, even though you're Disney addicted and Disney 24-7, and the reason to start a Disneygram account like I did. If I hadn't done that, I don't think I would have ever met a Richard Gerth or Lady Minnie Mouse over in Germany or somebody like yourself. So what a cool way to connect each other and also, you know, really truly share a bond and grow it together. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. And I think something that you really hit on is hearing other people's Disney stories. And so what I want is to turn that back on you 
and I want to hear your Disney story. So how did you fall in love with Disney? How did it evolve over time? And how did it ultimately become this thing that's such a, a huge aspect of your life? Absolutely. I to My first Disney trip, I don't remember it. I was probably six months old, but my dad loved, loved Disney. He was um, an engineer originally by trade, and he would always tell me that in his next life he wanted to come back as an Imagineer. And so we went as, I would say, at least every four months growing up. But my dad would use them often as business trips because we don't realize it as kids, but Epcot actually used to and still does have a lot of um, innovations. They would show the newest tech or things going on in the world. And at the time in 97, I think it was, or 95, they had shown what wireless first was. Now we take wireless for granted, but uh, nobody had seen wireless before or segways. Um, and my dad would take that back to his work and institute it. He even helped build in Philadelphia a, um, a building that is modeled after the Swan and Dolphin. And Michael Graves, who did the Swan and Dolphin, um, who's the architect, uh, actually did the same building similarly in Philadelphia. So my dad was even crazier Disney diehard than me. Um, he also built a variation of the jumping fountains in Epcot in front of Figment into Journey and Imagination uh, in Philadelphia uh, on a main street that you can see to this day. Um, and he's passed away now, unfortunately. Um, I lost him young. But one great thing is I feel like even when I'm outside the parks, I get to see him as I drive through Philadelphia um, in, in pieces here and there. But that's how intense he was. He loved Disney so much that he built it around him since he couldn't have it in Florida himself. Um, so as you can tell, it was in our blood as a family. Also, I'm first-generation American, and uh, one thing I've heard from a lot of other Disney grand people is uh, when you're first-generation American, there is this American dream where Disney is kind of that, that antithesis, you know, to get to go to Disney World, to get to see the magic that seems to only be able to happen um, in Disney. You know, there was no Disneyland Paris. There was no um, Disney Tokyo, of course, when my dad was growing up. So getting to take his kid, you know, to Disneyland or to Disney World was, you know, the pinnacle of the American dream. And it's true. I mean, there's nothing more proving that you can do anything you put your mind to, you know, the American motto than Walt Disney. Um, so, you know, as a kid growing up, of course, having my dad love it so much. But there was also another aspect, which I do talk about on my Instagram, uh, was I grew up, unfortunately, with a lot of health issues and spent the first 15 years of my life in and out of hospitals um, at any given moment. And so uh, Disney was also an escape for me in some ways, a, a safe haven. Uh, Disney was a, a hopeful thing for me, whether it be the movies, whether it be just the, the plushies, whether it be the toys, whether it be the stories in the books. Um, or even a trip to Disney. I always tell actually any families that have children who might have health issues or special needs, the safest place for them on earth is Disney. No joke. There are so many steps taken to make sure that if something goes wrong in the park, that your kid has something, somewhere to go uh, 10 extra steps ahead out of anywhere else. So my parents also took me there so often because they felt safe taking me there. And so there was a twofold thing. It was an escape, a place where my dreams could come true, but also a place where, you know, um, I, I got to be a kid again and forget about, you know, uh, the kind of ills or the tough times that happen in a kid's life. And still to this day, Disney acts, I think for a lot of us sometimes as that, um, that place that we can escape to where again, our, uh, our good days are there. It's our other home. So, um, there was a twofold, you know, having my dad love it so much um, and getting to grow up with it and then it being a uh, a place where I felt safe. Um, but like I said, an escape. And one of my favorite memories ever um, was a couple years ago when I first met Talking Mickey and getting to actually talk to Mickey was like childhood Maria getting to live out her dream. I remember being in a hospital bed talking to my stuffed animal 
and, you know, wishing he would talk back or say something and just imagine, oh, what would he say? And then finally, as an adult, you know, decades later, get to hear him say, I love you back or ask me questions about my life or play card tricks with me or tell me neat um, hidden secrets about the room. By the way, fun fact, hidden secret about the room. Did you know if you look up top, the uh, crystal ball, the books and everything are actually symbolic of Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and more. So there's hidden Mickeys and hidden amusement park items in the room. So yeah, I mean, hidden or talking Mickey got to tell me even the hidden stuff, which is great. I wish they would bring him back. But I would say that is probably a memory that will forever stand out to me because I I can't say how many times I probably sat there as a kid in a hospital bed just hoping one day Mickey would, would say something. And finally he did, and the coolest thing ever. So my my love for it grew from that. But then, like you uh, mentioned earlier, sometimes you know during college we get busy, things like that. Um, after college, of course, my Disney love was still there. And I'm blessed to also have a husband who loves Disney as much as I do. Um, when you look at him, you wouldn't always guess. He's 6'5", he's a professional athlete. So people are always shocked when they go to his Instagram page and they see he's a Disney nerd as well. And, uh, you know, it's that's probably one of our other bonding, um, you know, parts is not many people – uh, always get your Disney love. Um, so when you find a significant other that does, that is the best thing ever. Um, because it really is, uh, it's not just about loving a, uh, idea or loving, um, a, a world. It also, it shows what kind of person you are. I've never met a Disney person that didn't have some sort of good character to them, you know, or some sort of, uh, positivity or creativity to them. I really do think that all us Disney people have something a little extra special. Maybe I'm biased, but all the people I've met, I have to say, are a little extra special. And my husband uh, is is phenomenal in so many ways, and I'm blessed that we get to have all these amazing experiences, but also even outside the park. Um, that's, again, one of the reasons I joined Disneygram was to be able to show my creativity or experience Disney even in a different city or, you know, wherever we're at. Uh, my husband, because of his career, we move a lot. So we've lived in England. We've lived in Scotland. Uh, you name it, we've probably lived in that state. Um, but wherever we've lived, we can always say we feel like we're home because we have our Disney stuff up. We're doing something Disney-related. I mean, he's in most of my posts even. Uh, uh, he's the huntsman in my Snow White uh, picks poison apples picture I just recently did. Um, you know, he'll, uh, come at five, six in the morning to get in line for Mickey memories. Uh, so we, we do a ton together, um, that is Disney related, even outside the parks, which is nice. And Disney Graham also gives us that outlet to do so. Yeah, that's an amazing story. And thank you so much for sharing that. Cause I think there's a couple things that I drew out of that. There's that, you know, for people who grew up going to the parks and there is an aspect that people can take the parks for granted. And when you were talking about being a first generation American and that kind of fulfilling the American dream, it brought back a vivid memory to me that I would love to share with the listeners. And it was that I was lucky enough to study abroad in South Africa when I was in college. Um, and our project when we got there was to work with these entrepreneurs in um, the Western Cape of South Africa, trying to help them improve their business model or to you know help them out in any way that they can, and we you know formed these relationships with the entrepreneurs. And there was one lady who we asked her, you know, well, if you ever get to come to America, what is it that you want to do? Like, are you going to come to Tennessee where we are to see us? Are you going to go to New York? You know, what is it? And she said, you know, the first thing I'm doing is we're going to Orlando and we're going to Walt Disney World and I'm going to see my kids <laughs> see, see Cinderella's yeah. Castle. That's absolutely, it's amazing how much Walt Disney touched people all over the world. Uh, my dad's first memory, uh, my parents had me late in life. So my dad, you know, uh, this would have been like 1950s, remembers going to the theater to see Fantasia and um, just being in awe because They'd, they'd never seen anything like that at the time in Greece, which was going through a civil war. Um, my mom's part Egyptian and Greek, 
and she remembers getting to see Cinderella for the first time, and they'd never seen anything like that, um, and being in awe that maybe in America, you know, that Cinderella dream could be real. Um, and so, of course, they would watch even the programs that Walt would do on television uh, about Disneyland when it was opening and the, you know, things of that sort. And they would watch in awe. And some people would joke in, you know, Egypt or in Greece that it wasn't real. Like kind of, you know, how there was the conspiracy of the moonwalk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oh, nobody walked on the moon. Um, there was conspiracies. And like, oh, did that castle really exist? Yeah, I mean. It was that awe and jaw-dropping to everybody um, that we sometimes take for granted. And I I still have to say, though, when I walked through uh, Main Street, every time I was back there for Mickey's Halloween party on the first night in August, and I still, when I see that castle, I just, I'm in awe, as if it's the first time I ever saw it. So I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. For sure. So a couple other things I wanted to hit on, and then we'll jump into our lightning round so people can get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. But something that really stands out about your page is your character interactions. And, you know, going along with that and, you know, you sang the bare necessities with Baloo and Louie. Um, and I, I've watched the video of your good interactions <laughs> with Woody and Buzz. So I think so many people... Uh, and you can read through the comments, people say, well, how do you approach them or, or how do you get them to react that way? So what is it that you love so much about the character interactions and, and how do you approach that to, to have those really great memories created right there? So you're going to laugh, but I, I, re- I, I think they're real in the moment. <laughs> you know, I, for me, I don't see a difference that there's my, maybe a cast member involved it's it's my i guess childhood maria getting to meet her idols her heroes and what what would maria or your childhood self what would your childhood self that's what i always say to people what would you know young brendan you what would you want to say if you got to meet baloo and hang out with him what would you um you know xyz disney gram account what would you wish you had said to mickey and go for it you know, whatever your heart desires. And for me, I wanted to sing the bare necessities with Baloo. And that was always a dream. So I said, Hey, King Louie and Baloo, I, I am going to try to sing my best. Um, here we go. And I wanted to do the dance because I memorized the dance as a kid. Um, so, and they knew it. I mean, you know, so you have to remember there's nothing more magical than these, these cast members who are able to bring our heroes to life. And so know that whatever you know, they know too. So if you know a hidden uh, or maybe something Easter egg from a movie and you're going to tell them about, they know, um, and they can uh, bring that to life with you. So, you know, for example, uh, people always ask me, you know, well, how, how did you end up, uh, you know, doing a crazy, you know, uh, salsa dance with Buzz? I was like, well, I knew that Spanish Buzz existed in the movie, so maybe I could get him to bring out his alter ego. And so I asked them about it, and uh, I haven't posted that video fully yet, but portions of it which you saw. And we did the salsa and the tango, and he was amazing. <laughs> he dipped me and everything. So if your dream is, say, one of your favorite characters, for example, is, um, you know, Woody, and you've always wanted to ask him, you know, about his boots, and is there a snake in your boot? Like ask him and talk about it. And he will he will take over for you too, which is great. Um, so I always say find your favorite character and things you'd want to say to them. Uh, and you'll also be surprised that if you go repetitively, not just once, you'll get a different experience. It's kind of like you and I talking. Every time we talk, we're not going to say the same thing. Uh, you'd be shocked the same thing happens with these characters. So I've met Kylo Ren at least 20 times and every time it's different and crazier and scarier sometimes too but uh i do this thing called disney dares it's in a highlight section on my page and uh, i let my disney gram friends and followers uh send me their dares what they'd like me to do and somebody asked will you have kylo ren call me so i'm thinking oh this is going to go terrible oh my god i don't even know how he's going to react so I, I I call the lovely Instagram uh, account Hakuna Mafrata, 
and I hand him the phone, and I said, Hakuna Mafrata wants to, wants to speak to you. He grabs the phone, and he goes on a four-minute tirade about her joining the four, or joining him and being against the fourth, and it's, it's like hearing him give his, uh, you know, scary speech in the movie, basically to her, and I couldn't get my phone back. So, like, at one point, I'm, I'm thinking, how do I get my phone back? But, you know, and if we actually met Kylo, he might do that. You know what I mean? He might take your phone and yell at the person on the other line about joining, you know, him and against the resistance and things like that. Um, but what a cool experience for, you know, my my friend on, on Instagram and, of course, me. Um, you know, so there, I always tell people, don't just go once to see a character because it, it'll be different every time. And even the princesses. I had one time Tiana uh, show me how to do the Tiana man-catching beignet dance. So I recommend everybody ask her about the man-catching beignet dance. Now, I just mentioned to her about how she got her prince. I said, you know, what's the best way to find your prince charming and, you know, things like that. And she was like, well, let me show you this dance. And, oh, my God, it's a fantastic dance. After we get off the phone, I'm going to probably have to uh, post it. And she did a whole song and dance and had the whole room going. Um, and, again, I, you know, you never know what you're going to experience from your favorite beloved heroes. So go and just talk to them about what you would have wanted to ask them after watching the movie or, you know, reading the books. Um, Winnie the Pooh, I always love, and Tigger. That's probably my funniest interactions is, I love Winnie the Pooh, as many people can tell from my page. Um, I'm called the Pooh Queen of Disney Grams because I have a crazy Pooh obsession. Um, but I, I joke that Pooh is like a mini Dalai Lama guru, uh, you know, in a bare body. Um, he's so philosophical and brilliant in his own right um, and sweet as can be. But I love him so much that when I go visit and Tigger's there, Tigger feels left out. So there's a great picture where you can see Tigger sad in the corner and pointing at me, like, why, why? So my latest, I went and actually brought him a Tigger shirt, and I bought him some Tigger items, and uh, I had a whole other different experience with Tigger because now he felt the love, you know? So I always say just keep going back multiple times for different experiences and talk to them like you would you and me. And really, it's amazing how they communicate with you, and they always manage to come up with these amazing surprises. And another fun way to do it is ask your Disneygram followers for suggestions. Say, what should I say to Chip and Dale when I see them today? Or what do you recommend I ask Cinderella? And you'd be shocked at some of the great ideas you might find from other people. That's awesome. That, that's uh, Those are some amazing stories and some amazing interactions that I'm so glad that you're able to share some of those um, through Instagram so that we can get uh, a taste of those experiences as well. So one last thing I wanted to ask about before the lightning round. So my first um, exposure to your page was actually through someone who is so beloved on this show and I know also in the Disney community as a whole, which is Brett, who is Guy Behind the Magic. So I know the picture where you Disney bounded as Lotso and Brett played along and, and it was, you know, some brilliant uh, interactions there. And then it got shared all over the place. You know, what have like the friendships of, you know, creating a friendship with Brett and then being able to go to the park and, and being able to, to have him play along with something like that. What does that mean to you? Well, it's, Part of the reason I started Disneygram was to find, like I said, people like me because in your everyday life, that's not always easily accessible. Um, but I actually, the way I met Brett is a really neat story. Um, I took my girlfriend, uh, Ashley, who is PA Livewire on Instagram, for the first time uh, to do After Hours Magic, which I highly recommend anybody that's ever uh, never done it, buy the ticket where you're there from nine until, you know, two in the morning, basically, and you get to close the park. Um, we stay, I said, we're going to stay and we're going to be the last people to leave. I was determined. I didn't know, even with my Instagram account at the time, it just started. I did not know who guy behind the magic was. Um, but we ended up being the last people to literally leave the magic kingdom. And so as we're getting ready to leave, this guy, the security guard comes up to me and goes, would you like to close the castle gate? And I said, of course. 
I get to close the castle gates. So you can actually physically close the castle gates to Cinderella. Like a, a giant brown door comes down. And so, you know, my, my girlfriend's videotaping it. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm bringing down the castle door with Brett and I'm closing literally Cinderella's castle. So I said to him, Oh my God, I can't think of a more bucket list item to get to do in my lifetime, but to say that I got to close Cinderella's castle. And, um, he, you know, obviously he made, made my night and I said to him, you're, you know, is there, you have your name, something I could at least tell somebody what an amazing memory you made for me. And he told me, and then, uh, my girlfriend knew about him from, uh, Instagram and said, wait, you're guy behind the castle. And so we started talking and we had mutual, uh, you know, passions and not just in Disney, but, um, and other things. And we became best of friends right away. Um, which is so neat that just from somebody showing some kindness and a special moment for someone, uh, I made a lifelong best friend. Uh, so that in itself just goes to show how, how special, uh, the Disney community is. And, uh, you know, from that, you know, we kept in touch. I'd see him all the time in the parks. And he's as goofy as I am, which is great. Uh, so for those of you who may have always see that on his page. But he is as goofy and fun as can be. He is hilarious. And so I had the idea, once I got these awesome Lotso ears um, from Magic Mirror merch, I was like, I, I wish there was a Lotso meet and greet or something. And then I realized, you know what? With Brett's new job as the Toy Story land protector, how funny would it be if he arrested me? <laughs> so luckily, Brett was goofy enough as I am to go along with my idea. And I said, okay, Brett, you're you're going to arrest me. Since we don't have a lot of meet and greet, we're going to have our own Toy Story villain fun. And he was a blast. And actually, the Green Army men got involved, too, um, as you can see in the video. Uh, and I, we didn't even ask them to, they just all showed up and started getting involved to take care of lots of, you know, kick them out. So my next plan, I'm actually, uh, going to bring Brett pizza as the pizza planet delivery man. Um, I already have that out and I even have made, I kid you not, I have to figure out how not to get it squished in the luggage, but I have a pizza planet box, um, ready with the logo and everything. Um, and then, uh, of course I have a Sid, uh, you know, outfit as well, but you know, it's, it's great to have friends, you know, in the Disney community you can have fun with and be your goofy self. Uh, you know, I would say one thing people notice about my page that's different than most is, uh, I don't really do the whole, I would say glamour shots. There's always, you know, I'm doing something bizarre. You know, even when I'm Snow White in my latest pictures, I'm I'm picking poison apples that I made at home, you know, um, or I'm, uh, you know, having my husband play the huntsman and chasing me around. Um, it, it's always something where we're having fun. Uh, even with my job on in television and being on camera, ironically, I actually feel awkward being alone in a photo unless I'm doing something. So I know that sounds weird. People are like, you feel awkward, like, alone in a picture? I was like, yes, that's like my worst nightmare, just focusing on me in a picture. Um, so I like to be doing something. Because, again, also, that's the magic of Disney. So uh, one thing I started was getting people to trend the hashtag Disney fun. And I said, forget about looking perfect in the picture. Forget about, you know, uh, that perfect merchandise pose, you know. Just show us your Disney fun. And it really took off big time. So every week I also try on my Insta story to uh, showcase people's hashtag Disney fun and them actually really enjoying themselves. So I would say that's one thing about my page I hear the most is you can tell I'm I'm legit dis nerdy like to the roof to you know beyond belief through the roof. Um, so for me, getting to see other people's Disney fun is what I love most. Sometimes with these bigger accounts, it can get lost. You know why are we here? And at the end of the day, we're here because we get to be big little kids, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's great. And I think that that is something that's so apparent, the authenticity and the, you know, the genuine passion that and love for that you have for Disney uh, completely shines through. And it, it's funny that you mentioned that uh, Brett is so, you know, he's goofy, he's fun, and, and he also shares, you know, this deep passion for Disney. It was actually, you know, one of the bucket list items that when I decided I was going to start 
at Disney podcast and it was going to be interview based. I was like, I have to interview guy behind the magic. And so, you know, I'm waiting by my time trying to comment on things. So maybe he's not as surprised whenever I send him a message and it's like, I send him the message. He responds immediately. We set it up and it's like, well, boom, Brett's on my show. Like I did, almost didn't even know what to do. So it's so amazing that, uh, you know, he's become such a, a genuine part of the Disney community. It's funny that we actually had a trip report um, a few weeks ago and the Brandon, who is Disney Magic UK, mentioned, I said, well, what did y'all do in Hollywood Studios on your trip? And he said, well, we didn't do any attractions and we didn't see any shows, um, but we just ran straight to Toy Story Land to, to go take a picture with Guy Behind the Magic. It's just like hilarious that yeah. that he is able to share so much joy and so much, uh, you know, happiness and share some of the magic through his page that so many people are attracted to it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I like I said, I think when we first started this uh, interview was I love it when people yell Minnie Maria Mouse, like mm -hmm. not Maria Papadakis, but Minnie Maria Mouse. I, you know, uh, I love the fact that people remember um, you know, my, my goofiness. I mean, maybe it should be goofy Maria Mouse, but, uh, again, it's that concept of people showing their true passion and love for Disney. And, uh, with Brett, you know, uh, people, when they meet him, I think get to actually see the kind of person he is. Um, sometimes on these Disney Graham accounts, you don't always get to have the exact notion of who a person is. Um, and I, I try to be as a, you know, I think maybe because I do so many videos, you can see who I am. Um, but sometimes you can't always tell with Disney Graham. But one thing that connects us all is we're all just so excited about Disney in some way, whether it be about meeting people. Like I would say Brett loves meeting people. I love meeting people too. Um, but you can tell, like you said earlier, characters, character interactions. Um, I think I've had one family, like I mentioned earlier, from Bulgaria write me that didn't speak uh, English very well. And I'm using Google Translate to try to help them to navigate how to interact with characters and their experience if they don't speak English well, you know, because that's, that's different for them. But you'd be amazed how great the cast members are that no matter what country you're from, Disney is almost like music. It's a common language, like numbers. Um, and, uh, you know, it's great how this community can connect so many people from all walks of life. Um, you know, you and me to people from across the globe. Uh, and Brett's just another example of the wonderful friendships you can make and cool memories that aren't on the Disney map of things to do. You know what I mean? Uh, there's no oh, go get arrested by a security guard in Disney, um, on, <laughs> on the, uh, on the, you know, uh, on the map. But, you know, Brett was fun enough to do that. But making friendships, I would say, is the best part of all this because that makes your experience, even every time you go to Disney, that much more different and that much more special. Um, and that in itself is another magical uh, part of Disney you wouldn't uh, per se expect. Uh, I, I'm, I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. I am so excited to see the Pizza Planet uh, pictures come to life and videos come to life. Um, if you're <laughs> looking for a Disney dare, here's my Disney dare for you is take that yeah. Pizza Planet box as a carry on and, and carry that through the airport so everybody can, uh, you know, think that you're just a, a lady walking around with an empty pizza box. Oh, my God, that's amazing. See, I have the hat, I have the shirt and everything. So people are going to be like, She's either awesome or crazy. Um, so, and then there's, of course, the dogs, you know, the dogs that sniffy at the Orlando airport. I'll be like, I'm sorry, there's not an actual pizza in here, little cute puppy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I have I have a lot of fun outfits that I usually I wear themed, mostly because it's to interact with a character um, or to do something fun or extra. And you'd be surprised how much the cast members appreciate it, too. Uh, whether it be Brett, you know, who does security, or whether it be an actual character. Um, but even, you know, when I do the uh, safaris um, and the Animal Kingdom, I dress up as a wilderness explorer, like full throttle with like the safari hat, and you name it. <laughs> and people are always just very impressed how much I'm excited and committed to becoming a wilderness explorer. So I always say, don't ever feel uh, shy. 
Disney is the one place where you get to let your Disney freak flag fly and be yourself and have fun. Go all out. Don't be scared. No one will look at you like you're weird. They will be so excited that you are are as excited as they are about Disney. So that's the one thing I've noticed, which makes it more fun for me because, um, I mean, I wear Disney clothes in my everyday life, but I can't say I can get away with a safari hat in Minneapolis right now, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think you're exactly right that the cast members appreciate when someone, you know, is so excited. And, and for me, I have an up shirt, uh, up inspired shirt that I always wear to Animal Kingdom and I go and meet Russell um, and Doug, if he's there, um, and they, you know, they just are over the moon that someone's wearing a, a, a shirt that's inspired from their movie. And, you know, each time, like you said, it's a yes. different interaction. It, it's creating new memories. So uh, and, and I think that's great advice because I would I'm typically one of those people that, you know, maybe I'm not going to wear an up inspired shirt. But because of my love for Disney, I'm able to take those leaps and, and go create those great memories. And everybody in the parks at that point is is there for the same reason and, and allows you to express yourself that way. Oh, yeah. Now, I, I would say actually probably one of my neatest character experiences was Geppetto and Pinocchio for uh, PhotoPass days. I highly recommend if anybody listening has never done it. Come for photo pass days at Disney. They are so neat to meet the rare characters, but they really bring out, uh, they spend like 10, 15 minutes with you. Um, so the lines can get long, but you get the coolest experience ever. And so I thought it would be neat to have Geppetto uh, basically be my puppeteer. And he puppeteered me around uh, Bell and Gaston's, you know, tavern, that area. Um, and Pinocchio was helping puppeteer me. Um, and I got to learn how to be a puppeteer and then also be a puppet. Um, it was, it was amazing. So again, I always say just have fun and go all out. Don't have any fear of what anybody will think because people are going to be excited. After, um, the people in line saw what I did, they all were like, Oh, I want to be a puppet too or <laughs> learn how to be a puppet, you know? So everybody was doing it too. And, there was no, you know, the girl behind me goes, I was nervous. People would think that was weird. I go, no, this is the place to let your dreams come true. I mean, that is the motto of Disney. So when you go get to meet your favorite characters, let your dreams come true, you know, go, go full throttle for it. And I, I say, I love Russell and Doug. Um, Doug's a really fun one. Uh, one thing I recommend is yell squirrel and something really fun will happen. I'm not going to tell you what, I want you guys to go do it. Yell squirrel and something special happens. I'll only post the video of what happened to me, but highly recommend it. Absolutely. Well, that, I think we covered some great topics, had some great conversations. So the next thing that we'll jump into is our lightning round. So I'll just throw out some Disney topics. If you just kind of share the first thing that comes to your mind so our listeners can get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. Yeah. So the first one's an easy one. Just name the Disney parks that you have visited. Disneyland and Disney World. Never been abroad yet for uh, those parks. And of those six parks, which one is your favorite and why? Disney World. I mean, it's the biggest uh, when it comes to expansive. And also, there's just so much to do. Epcot is so different than Magic Kingdom. And Hollywood Studios is so different than Animal Kingdom. So I, I can't say in the over 150 times I've been there now that I've seen it all. Um, and also the resort. Uh, the resorts are their own theme park. And I still have yet to see all the resorts and all the different pieces to the resorts. So it's like getting to go to your own other theme park by just visiting a hotel. If you had to pick one of the gates in Walt Disney World and spend one day in, in one of the individual parks, which one would it be? Oh, I can only pick one park? <laughs> well, if you can, if it's uh, possible. I would say Magic Kingdom. I, I, there's nothing more magical than going through and being in Cinderella's castle. And I've been there so many times and still keep finding new things that are hidden treasures I haven't done yet. Um, so yeah, I would say definitely Magic Kingdom. Perfect. That's a great choice. So next question would be your Disney bucket list trip. Ooh, uh, Disney Tokyo. I mean, that looks, that looks crazy. I don't even know. Yeah, we're we're trying now actually to save for it. Um, but definitely, yeah, Disney Tokyo. 
Good deal. That is my Disney bucket list trip as well. It used to be Shanghai, and then it's like the more I learn about Tokyo, it just seems like that is the place to be with the... I think the Japanese culture takes it to another level, and then, you know, there's so... Disney Sea, I think, is just a... On you know a, a park like nothing other that that we can experience. Oh, I agree, and also of course I love characters, and luckily the Japanese love characters, so I'd be in Mini Maria Mouse Heaven <laughs> and, uh, with all the different characters. And also, you're right, the Japanese culture takes it to another level uh, because they really appreciate that that animation world and taking it to that you know magic to an extreme. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So you mentioned resorts already. So what's your favorite Disney resort? Oh, that's hard. I, I love the fact that you feel transported to other worlds when you go to them. Uh, I would say Animal Kingdom Lodge because you get the giraffes like coming up to your room um, or uh, Fort Wilderness because, I mean, where in Florida do you get to feel like you're in Canada for a day, you know, um, or the boardwalk? Uh, just because it feels, again, like you're transported to another world. Perfect. All great choices. Next one would be your favorite ride or attraction. Oh, this is so hard. I was thinking about this. It's such a hard one that I actually, I I talked with my husband about it. Um, I would say the animal, the safari animal track, because every time I've been on it, something crazy has happened or something different. Uh, The last time I was on it, an ostrich, decided to actually come up to the the bus and put its head through the window and all of us all pushed to the side as the ostrich is now about to eat our cameras and phones um and everybody in the the poor cast member in the front going nobody move nobody move as this ostrich is is literally has its head in there um he didn't hurt anybody he was great it was like almost a trained disney ostrich uh another time we were on it Two rhinos decided to fight um, and block, and we were actually stuck on the ride for about 45 minutes because when the rhinos are fighting, they could, you know, of course, ram the car, so they don't want to do that. So we got to have a great show from the rhinos. Um, another time, uh, you know, the giraffes and the baby giraffe decided they were not going to move from their section either, but they came right up to the, the van and the, in the bus and. Uh, we got to see them up close enough that you could almost touch them. So every time I've been on it, it's something different. And I think that's one neat thing about Disney is you could go 150 times like I have and you get a different experience. But on that ride, it's been different every time. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's even something that you can ride in the morning and the afternoon and in the evening. And you'll get three unique experiences and see different animals and oh, be yeah. in different spots. So I think that's a great choice because it's it's something so unique to Disney. Oh, absolutely. And funny story, I will say, they did such a good job at night. If you've never seen it at night, any people listening, go at night because they do the sunset of Africa. I thought it was a real sunset when we first did it the first time. And I go, (laughs) oh, my God, this is the most beautiful sunset ever. How did they do this in Florida? (laughs) And then my husband's like, no, I think those are lights, Marie. I was like, oh, oh, it's lights. But it looked from when you first enter it and you think it's, like you're in the Lion King and, you know, it's the sun setting on the, you know, African savanna. It was amazing. So again, you're, you're getting these different experiences. You're right all day. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So next question would be your favorite snack or a go-to snack. Ooh, cupcakes. Oh my God. I love Disney cupcakes. There is whole sections of highlights dedicated to me taste testing cupcakes um, to the point people rate me actually other than character interactions, they'll write me, oh, what did you think of this cupcake? Uh, I've made it a goal to try every cupcake at every resort and at every theme park and do a review on it. And the only bad cupcake I have found is the lemon blueberry at Grand Floridian. All of them are good except that one. That one was not good. <laughs> so there's a, video, there's a video and some pictures that went viral of me having to spit out a cupcake. That didn't go very well, but um, but that is, I can say, out of the hundreds of cupcakes I've tried, uh, they're all amazing in their own right, but really they, they do such a great job making them works of art as well as really unique tasting. Each one's been so different, so it's like a party in your mouth every time, you know, trying a new cupcake. 
yeah, so I, I guess we should say thank you for your service, uh, for your noble mission to go out there and try all the uh, yes. the cupcakes for us. I know. I, I Luckily, we walk so much in Disney, I'm allowed to do it there. <laughs> awesome. So next would be your favorite Disney restaurant. Oh, I, uh, I would say there's nothing more magical than the California Grill with the fireworks going on and the view of the castle. Um, it's my husband said that if if he didn't propose um, uh, in Scotland where he did, he was going to propose at the California Grill. It's really, it's beautiful and magical. Uh, the food is amazing, and it is worth the high cost for a splurge for one night. That is so ironic that you mentioned that because the episode that will air right before this one is with Justin, who runs Walt's Wardrobe, uh, an apparel company. He proposed to his wife, Megan, at the California Grill. Uh, so it's crazy that those two he, episodes are back-to-back. Yeah, I'm telling you. Well, my husband, I guess, great Disney minds think alike. I guess so. Um, but it's, it's just it's that magical. Um, and the food is that good, I can say, uh, without a doubt. Um, it's, worth, it's worth the money to do it once. I've never done Victorian Alberts. But, again, you don't have a view of the castle um and you don't have the experience of getting the music uh for the fireworks through there um through the speakers while you're eating and everything uh but also just the food is delicious and it's just a beautiful ambiance mm -hmm. that's a great choice so next one we'll take it outside of the parks what is your favorite disney movie Okay, it's hard. I'm gonna have to give you like three. Yeah, that's uh, Wally, love Wally. Um, Wally makes me cry every time. Uh, Princess and the Frog, uh, Cinderella. You know, I'm gonna add a fourth. Winnie the Pooh, anything from Christopher Robin that just came out to actual Winnie the Pooh adventures of any sort. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was uh, actually pleasantly surprised by Christopher Robin. Uh, I think that it had a lot more depth to it than I, than I expected. I, you know, I knew it would be charming and, and fun like any of the Winnie the Pooh stories, but I, I really loved it. And I love Ewan McGregor. So that was great. Oh, he was amazing. I thought the film was fantastic on a funny, crazy note. My uh, first ever boyfriend uh, growing up wrote the movie. Wow. So I was, yeah, so I, you know, I, I mean, he obviously loved Disney growing up too as a kid. Um, I think I've always only dated men that like Disney. Um, so, but, uh, but that was pretty funny to find out um, that my favorite, you know, character Winnie the Pooh was going to come to life uh, through a friend. But um, it's it, it, the inspiration behind the story is actually uh, his cat, my my uh, Alex, my my friend. Um, his cat was basically his embodiment of Winnie the Pooh and um, how that, I guess, uh, you know, I guess we all have pets that sometimes we humanize. And if our pets could talk to us and be our partner in crime, how that would unfold and, uh, you know, what your pet might say to you as they get to see an outside perspective of how you live your life. Um, and I really think the movie did a great job of being funny um, the actors were great and also showcasing, uh, you know, that beautiful Disney message at the end of every Disney movie, you know? Absolutely. So next question, uh, that's a great story. I, I, that's, that's so funny. That's your favorite character. And then you have this connection to the writer. That's a, that's a great story to share. Uh, yeah. My husband was really jealous. Not gonna <laughs> lie. My husband was like, well, I was like, that was my first childhood boyfriend. I was like, don't worry. He's like, oh. <laughs> um, but no, my husband also loved Winnie the Pooh, but it was funny, uh, you know, and it's, it's neat though. I think if you're a Disney lover, you attract other people that love Disney too, mm -hmm. um, which is neat. For sure. So next one would be your favorite Disney song. Oh, that's a hard one too. Um, Bare Necessities, as you can tell, I sang it terribly, but I sang it in a video. Um, of course, uh, you know, a dream is a wish your heart makes a part of your world. I would say anything in the PhilharMagic uh, show, you know, all those old school Disney songs that make you tear up no matter when you hear them. Yeah, great choices. 
And uh, next would be your favorite Disney quote, either from Walt himself or from any of the movies. Ooh. Well, you know what? Even though I love Pooh more than anything, I would say one of my favorite quotes I always tell people is actually from Eeyore. And it is, a little consideration and a little thought for others makes all the difference. And I know that sounds like something we should all know, but it's often forgotten. Is And it brings us kind of full circle back to talking about friendships in the Disney community, people like Brett who made a special moment for me, and uh, what I hope I do by, you know, answering every comment on every post or talking to people, giving them advice or tips and tricks, just that extra uh, little bit of thought, uh, consideration for others, you could truly change someone's day. And what a better way to uh, to make your mark in this world than to make somebody smile. And literally all it takes, like yours says, a little bit of thought and a little bit of consideration. That's great. And, and you know, Eeyore is really, like, depressed. If he can <laughs> think that, I mean, we have no excuse on a bad day. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's funny because as you said that quote, I was hearing it in Eeyore's voice, voice and it just – it really hits home, you know, hearing under his circumstances uh, him saying that quote. Yeah, yeah. So I always say when we're having a bad day, you know what? If Eeyore can push through, I can too. <laughs> <laughs> So last question of the lightning round would be your favorite Disney memory. Hmm. Oh, it's so tough. Uh, you know, I, well, I mentioned getting to talk to Mickey and having talking Mickey respond, but I would say my other favorite memory would be getting to see uh, the Magic Kingdom for the first time with my dad. Um, I think for a little girl, you're expecting that you're going to be in awe and just amazed by the magnificence of it. But to see an adult man, you know, that you look up to, your dad, just as in awe and just as excited as you, it's just a reminder that, you know, your your parent is your best friend um, and your partner in crime in this wonderful Disney world that you get to experience. And I would say for all the parents out there that have little kids, uh, you don't maybe realize how much your excitement means to them too. And I vividly remember just my dad in, in all like a big kid as well. And I, I get to, I love seeing pictures. I don't have kids yet, unfortunately. Can't wait to have some. Um, but I see other people with families and their kids, their photos, and I love them because you, you can tell how excited both sides of, you know, the kids to the parents are and that in itself is like the best picture ever i mean i have some great character interactions i have some beautiful pictures with my husband but nothing is better than seeing a little kid with their parent uh just in all together excited and happy in the happiest place on earth so i would say my favorite memory is getting to do that with my dad and having you know getting to see that big kid in him that's amazing uh, so yeah, thank you for sharing that because I think so many people uh, can connect with that and remember kind of the first time that the castle was revealed to them and and, and sharing some of those memories as a as a child I think is is so you know dear to so many people's hearts so uh, that's wonderful thought so the last question oh, thank you. yeah yeah so the last question is something that we ask all of our guests and it's for if there's a listener out there who is looking for the correct way or the right way for them to express their love and their passion for Disney. And they want to take on a new project, whether it's joining Disney Graham, uh, like you, whether it's starting a podcast or uh, a, a ear shop or whatever it might be. And they're on the fence about doing that. What is your piece of guidance to that person? As we've talked about part of the magic of Disney that, the Instagram world allows us is connecting with one another. And I would say the biggest thing to do is reach out to anybody and everybody. Don't be scared if it's a big account or if it's, you know, uh account that's maybe a little different than yours. Um, one fun fact, uh, I'm actually, it, it always surprises people, but I'm a huge spooky 
horror fan. I love getting scared. You name it. I love haunted houses. Um, so I reached out, you know, uh, to a fellow Instagrammer that was also big into Disney, but also, you know, uh, anything dark and spooky. And there's a whole other world of people that are fans of both, um, that you wouldn't guess. Uh, a lot of people are always like, oh, you look like Cinderella, not somebody that would want to go to a haunted house. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, I would say just talk to everybody, no matter what they look like, if they look different than you or anything, or they speak another language, don't even let that scare you. You would be shocked how much Disney is a common language. Uh, I said this, I think, a couple times, but I can't hammer it home enough. I've never seen anything in the world uh, that can connect people other than music, numbers. We all know numbers, no matter what country we're from, but Disney. Um, it's amazing that Walt was able to make a common denominator that no matter what religion, what race, what country, what you speak, what age, we all get it when it comes to Disney and the mouse. Um, so don't be shy to reach out to people, to talk to people, make friends. Uh, so when you're wanting to start your, you know, Instagram account or an ear shop or a podcast, you know, like you reached out to Brett or me, just reach out because you'd be shocked how many people want to reach out right back at you and how many amazing lifelong friendships you'll make. Um, so, again, that have no fear. This is the one place on earth, both figuratively through social media and also literally in person at the park where you are free to be yourself and accepted and loved no matter what what your background is or experiences and uh and that's one of the most beautiful things about disney and the disney grandma community that's great and i wrote it down as you're saying it because i think that is so prophetic and and such a great quote where music numbers and disney universal i think that you know it really hits home and you can't really say it any better than that that it's a it's a global phenomenon so many people are, are jumping on board and so many people have a love and passion for it so i think that's you're exactly right that it's it's something for that connects so many of us together oh absolutely and uh and also it's a place where um no matter how big or small your account is you can make a difference too not just say you don't have an a shop i don't have a shop but uh people want to hear your voice and um even little things like there's International Women's Day coming up in a few days, and Disney is going to be matching a dollar for every hashtag that somebody uses, Dream Big Princess, uh, for the United Nations Women's Fund. And um, for some reason, it went under the radar. Not a lot of people knew about it. And so I uh, posted about it and um, did some stories about it, and it went viral today. And I was so shocked and happy that, people found out about it so that again you're spreading the excitement and um and i'm not i mean there's of course accounts that i'm sure have hundreds of thousands of people uh but my you know uh, 11,000 followers were able to spread the word and get it out there and you know they're making a difference themselves so that's the other neat thing is you're given a voice uh, to make a difference in your own way too through this community as if it was your community in your own home Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that that is amazing. So couldn't have said it better myself. So I think um, I can say on behalf of myself and also on behalf of the Disney community to you, Maria, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today, sharing some of your Disney oh, story and, and also just putting yourself out there. I know with your career and with your husband's career, you would have every excuse in the world not to you know run your Disney Graham account. But you're able to get on there, share the magic, connect with so many people, uh, and, and really contribute to the community. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for coming on oh, and sharing your story. And, and we look forward to uh, continuing to follow along, seeing the uh, the next Disney bounce that you come up with, the next uh, great character interactions that you have, and continue spreading that joy. Thank you so much. And know that you're spreading the joy yourself and spreading the word and getting people even more excited about Disney. So what you're doing is a great, great service to our community as well. And 
You're a magic maker yourself. <laughs> well, thank you so much for that. Well, um, before we head off, is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners? Uh, just how honored I am to uh, get to know all of you and to get to talk to you. So for me, this has been a lot of fun. And I, I really would suggest anybody that wants to contact me, write me anytime. I am probably uh, one of the craziest people to write back everybody, whether it's at four in the morning or, you know, odd hours, I will write back everybody. So if anybody has any questions or anything, I am that person anybody will attest that will write back all the time. Um, it means so much to me to get to talk to you, Brendan, and also get to talk to anybody that is a Disney lover like myself. Well, absolutely. Well, I'm sure I don't have to do convincing to anybody because you shared so much joy and everybody, I'm sure, pause this episode if they weren't already following you and, and went and followed you during the middle of this. So, uh, But if not, make sure you follow Maria over at Mini Maria Mouse on Instagram uh, and she, see some of that great content. So, Maria, thank you again. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we appreciate you sharing your story. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure to subscribe to never miss the new episodes on Mondays, Tuesday, and Thursday. Be sure to leave us an iTunes review and share the show with your friends to help spread the magic. Connect with us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast or at DetourToNeverland.com.